Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to One Word with Miss Liz. And we're going to continue with our one word for this week, which is imagine. So let's look at a couple of scriptures. I want you to write these down. Genesis 6, 5. Genesis 3, verses 4 through 6. Psalms 73, verses 7 and 8. And Colossians 3, 10. And today, which is Tuesday, we want to talk about is imagination a gift from God? And the reason why I want to ask this question that way is everything that I say and do on this this podcast, I want it to be connected to the Word of God. I just don't want it to be my opinions and, and my thoughts. I want it to be founded on what God says. So let's look at Genesis 6, 5. And it says this, Before the flood, God saw of man that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So everyone has an imagination. When we use our imaginations all the time, whether uh, which we do, we use our imaginations all the time, whether we are daydreaming, whether we are planning, remembering, or meditating. Imagination is a part of the mind that is housed along with our reasonings, our emotions, and our will. So memory uses imagination so that we can recall events of the past. And this is a prime example. You're driving down the road and all of a sudden this oldie but goodie comes on. Immediately, your imagination will transform, transport you back to what happened and even down to the dance you might have been doing on that particular song. So that's all housed within your imagination. So memory uses the imagination so that we could recall events of the past. Imagination also allows us to complement, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, to get some things done in our lives in the present. It also empowers us to visualize the future, which is necessary for planning and decision-making. The creative imagination, the ability to conceive of something that does not already exist, is the source of art and invention. So think about it this way. Imagination makes reading possible. As what the author imagines, whether it's a story or argument, it is replayed in our minds as we read it. And I often think about the first time I read a book. I was real young, all the way through. That book was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka, Charlie and the, and the, the Chocolate Factory. It was the very first book I read all the way through. And in my mind, my imagination, I began to see those characters come to life as I was reading this book. Now, mind you, this was years before the movie came out. And when that movie came out, my imagination was brought to life because a lot of what I saw as I read that book in my imagination was now produced out on this film. So that was, you know, that was kind of amazing that that was done like that. 
But think about it. As you are reading, you are seeing that being played out. So our our imaginations could take us many places and it houses many things. Now, when we talked about Genesis 6, 5, that their, 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 their thoughts were continuously evil, we have to realize, you know, we weren't born here saved. So we had some things that were in our imagination, whether we were reading something or thinking about something that was housed in there that wasn't necessarily of God. So let's establish this. Our imaginations need to be redeemed. Our imaginations need to be cultivated and disciplined because it can take us to some crazy places. But ultimately, our imagination needs to be redeemed. Christ's death and resurrection gives us forgiveness and the power to die to the old and to live to the new. So as we immerse ourselves into God's word, which directly addresses our imaginations, It could be an occasion for the Holy Spirit to bring about this redemption. So let's revisit Genesis just for a second. Like other faculties in our minds, our reasons, our emotions, the will, the human imagination is fallen. Before the flood, God saw only men, uh, saw of men that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. So our imagination can be used for good or for evil. When we follow God's spirit, our imagination can be used to bring about good outcomes. If we, like Eve, listen to Satan, the serpent, our imagination will lead us away from God and bring about destruction and curses. In fact, mankind's imagination can be so evil that we have done things that has not even crossed God's mind. Genesis 3, 4 through 6. This is the uh, easy version. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of his fruit and she ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, God never intended for our imaginations to be used for evil. When he created us, he made us in his image. We were destined to be good and righteous in all our ways and kind, in all of our works. It was only after Adam and Eve sinned against God and ate of the forbidden fruit that mankind also got to know evil. So eventually, evil became so prevalent that everything mankind thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So we just need to look at the ways we mistreat the earth and one another to know that this is even true today. Now, Genesis 3.22. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Genesis 6.5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We have to come back to that because it gives us the sequence of what happened. You know, God created all things good. Then Eve got all in there and she got things messed up and then here comes the devil and now we got all this other stuff going on. So it was like a ripple effect. So Psalm 73, 7 and 8 says this out of the NIV version. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and they speak with malice and with arrogance, they threaten oppression. So once we, you know, we ask Jesus to be our savior, we are expected to put on a new nature and to have our minds renewed so that we could think more like our creator. And that is what we need to do. So what what is that? Seek God's righteousness, be kind to others. That tells it in a nutshell. But Galatians uh, uh, not Galatians, Colossians 3.10 says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So instead of allowing our minds to wander to the dark places, the sinful areas, we ought to let the Holy Spirit renew our thoughts and imaginations. I like what it says in Ephesians 4.18. Uh, and verse 20 and 21, it says their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Turn off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deceit. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So here's how we could pray as we submit our imaginations to God for his glory, because we know we have work to do. You know, there are things that we put into our imagination and our minds by what we see, you know, what we read, what we look at. All of those come into play and they're housed in our minds and our minds will use our imagination to play all of that stuff out. So what do we need to do? We need to commit our imagination into the Father's hands. So we could pray. We could pray this prayer. Thank you, Father, for the gift of my imagination. I confess I have lacked self-control over this gift, and I allowed it to go wild in the past. There have been times I have even abused this gift and let others uh, to sin against you as well. I repent for corrupting your gift and using it for ungodly purposes, ignoring your promptings in my spirit. Father, I have grieved you and I ask for your forgiveness. Teach me to discipline my imagination. Holy Spirit, please show us how to use this gift for God's glory. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to work on our imagination. We're going to, we just committed to, to God. We asked for forgiveness. We're committing our imagination to God. And tomorrow we'll walk a little bit further into our one word, which is imagine. And remember this as we close. One word can change the very course of your life. See you on tomorrow.